2: Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Kramer and David Faber. Bonds and equities are going to compete for attention again this morning as the 10-year gets close to 147. That approaches the S&P dividend yield. Some high-profile earnings on deck. Uh, jobless claims a little bit better. Likely some weather distortions there as well. Our roadmap begins with the stock trade in focus. Shares of the video game retailer surged once again. We're going to break down what's driving that rally. Plus, Viacom CBS
0: is entering the streaming fray, already touting nearly 30 million global subscribers, that ahead of its launch of Paramount+. And there is continued reason for COVID vaccine optimism. There's a new study out of Israel confirming the efficacy of Pfizer's shot for both the young and the old. Keep the good news coming, Carl.
2: Yeah, we're going to delve into tons of vaccine headlines this morning, guys. But Jim, let's just pick up where you left off with the squawk in the gang about GameStop and... <laughs> Your theories about what might be behind yesterday's move. Well, we have to try to
3: come to some sort of uh, let's just say I'm going to say speculation about what happened, because when you ever stock the triples in the last few moments of the day, you could argue that maybe people bought uh, out of the money calls and then came in and blitzed the common and uh, hurt the market makers. That's one way to look at it. What I'm thinking is, is that there has to be something g- going on at GameStop. The CFO leaves. They don't really tell you why. We have Ryan Cohen in there. We know that this company has to reinvent. Yes, it probably is having a decent quarter because Best Buy this morning talked about supply constraints. But I think we're all trying to craft reasons. Now, the main thing is, and David, I really got to get your view on this. Sure. You know that what's happening is it's hedge funds versus retail. That's what they say. That is what they say. And anyone who wears a suit.
0: Yeah. Is well, on the side of hedge funds. They, although hedge funds don't wear suits. They wear vests. I know. Yeah, they have vests.
3: But I think we have to get away Little from The will
0: name them. usually of their hedge fund on it so, you know, they can let you know.
3: Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. You Scarlet see them running Land.
0: around Midtown all the time in their vests.
3: But, but it, it, it's, this is, really shouldn't be a class warfare issue, should no. it? Uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, I, listen, it's not clear to me that they're, the hedge funds are in there shorting the stock because, I mean, so many had told me at least that uh, they would not short single names in that way. Right. Makers, um, and if though? they're doing so, well, they're certainly only doing it very, very little.
3: But what did you carefully. think about the idea of a stock tripling in the last hours? Well, something- I don't know, Jim. I think
0: it was I mean, uh, it was a tweet, wasn't it? It was a frog emoji ice cream cone. Well, right. That's why that's I mean, I think we have it. If it had been too I think co- Ryan Cohen tweeted that if it had been too co- two something in the two afternoon. Do we, we get it to 300? I don't know. And everybody's trying to, you know, the frog emoji has certain um, certain implications. And well, then the ice cream cone from McDonald's. Do, do we have the... Uh, I thought we had... There it is. All right. That, that's why a GameStop went up, Jim. Stop asking why.
3: That's why. Can't you see why? Come on. I'm struggling. Carl, I'm struggling because to me that looks like something from Mr. Softy.
0: I think it was McDonald's. Now, it has the frog emoji in the, in the left-hand corner.
3: There. Well, we know that hedge funds are... The, they are just gunning for hedge funds, but there's no real... Uh, the SEC, I was talking with Andrew Ross Sorkin, who's uh, had an unbelievable conference, Carl, and it looks That's like it. the SEC is kind of in transition, uh, which means... Uh, what does the ice cream mean, Jim? That's what you've got to figure out. Forget
0: I'm all this f- other stuff. What does the ice cream cone mean? David, I don't know.
3: It I'm is like the MacGuffin
0: with Hitchcock, I think. This I great. I expect
3: more from you. I really do. You do. I
0: thought overnight you would have analyzed fully the ice cream cone. I sold ice cream
3: for years at Veterans Stadium. Hey, ice cream, vanilla, and chocolate. I'm, I made a killing With this. I, I'm not quite sure. And, but, David, why would a CFO leave? Well, CFOs all over the country right now are debating whether to take Bitcoin.
0: I don't know. Ryan Cohen's happy about the CFO leaving, apparently. That's, well, how do you
3: know that? Because he's eating
0: ice cream. Well, OK. And the frog. Now, the, you know, he's not uh, eating the frog.
3: He just right, so, the frog Carl, I, I don't want to th- look. This is not it's the same group of uh, usual suspects. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think there's a lot of mystery that is uh, when you see a stock like this and people begin to think, are prices real? Uh, our, our price is real. Is the market unregulated? And then as soon as you say that, the regular people say, well, it's unregulated for the hedge funds, but it's regulated for us. And I would tend to look at say, well, Twitter just announced some good numbers that we should be looking at Twitter. Or Domino's a little bit of a shortfall. Or let's take a look at the uh, Moderna yep. news. But Carl, this is what's gripping America. And we don't really no, have I an know, answer.
2: I know. You no, know, our challenge, Jim, will be to to deal with the, 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 the corporate news that we can actually understand. But I want to I get your point here. Uh, when you have uh, Ryan uh, tweeting uh, pictures of ice cream with the frog, when Musk tweets a picture of the Dogecoin dog on the moon, do you believe that these executives are trying to move names not by the letter but by the spirit? And how, is there room for regulation there? Uh, I
3: think the First Amendment protects uh, ice cream cone pictures and what Elon Musk. I'm not kidding. See, First Amendment, look, analysts come out every day and they raise the price target. Well, these guys are raising the price target in a different sort of way. David, I know that uh, it's a new world. The ice cream I'm,
0: machine is working again. That seems to be the, what's the working. The ice cream machine because at McDonald's it's always broken, but now it's working again. You've never even been to McDonald's. Uh, I, I have. You use one oh, I used the to one on X's X's 70? No, I used to go to the one in Forest Hills back in the early 70s. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for it, right in there. I think it's still there. Really? Yeah. It's totally a total. He knows, right. But God, we have me. so much corporate we news. We in the same
3: neighborhood. We have big corporate news. I mean, we, you know, Toll Brothers, um, it was great quarter, Caterpillar, right. Upgrade. But this, but it is, just, this
0: is fascinating. Uh, and by the way, there's plenty of hedge fund managers, Jim. I mean, you probably bought, you bought stocks for less reason than an ice cream cone. You did. You know you did. I mean, all yes. that analysis and
3: everything else you did. So uh, who knows? But David, you can't have a stock triple in the last hour without having to figure out the that the company, how about the company should come out and say, we see no reason for our stock Maybe activity. this time
0: the company will figure out a way to sell some stock to the point you kept making Well, that's they why were I want unable them to sell. To, by, maybe by, without a CFO, they're going to get a billion dollars worth Bitcoin and become,
3: and become the right. crypto I, place. Don't you sneer at well, me. Well, I mean,
0: you're just coming up with stuff out of... Uh, well, what are you doing? I'm telling you about the ice cream. Uh, at least I have a plan. This your is the plans, plans, this your plan. This may be the most absurd discussion we've ever had. Really? Yeah, I think it's
3: getting close. Carl, I I think that the average American right now is trying to figure out, how do I find a stock that triples in the last hour? Forget what you guys are talking about with the fang. I want a triple. And that is not uh, necessarily (laughs) what we can provide, but it is what people want. They want a triple. Robinhood wants it. Wall Street Best Uh, wants
2: it. uh, It's definitely uh, the tea leaf that we're learning how to read, Jim. Uh, It used to be investor conferences, uh, but now it's these tweets. Speaking of investor conferences, Jim – yeah, I know you got a heck of a show tonight, including uh, Ned Siegel from Twitter now with uh, comments that they're looking to double their revenue and reach 315 million daily users by the end of 2023. I think that stock's going to move here in the pre-market 10 percent
3: easily. Uh, Ned is doing. That last conference call was terrific, and I didn't know if it could be topped. But Ned is on tonight, and I really feel like that what's happened is Twitter's going to the next level, maybe whether it be a clubhouse level, whether it be the fact that Twitter's going the way of what happened with Pinterest. It's kinder, gentler. Uh, there are uh, people who would never think these days of advertising on TV— if they can advertise on Twitter, meanwhile, 40, 40 out of 44 campaigns that were on the Super Bowl were also on Twitter. David, Twitter has changed dramatically from being an angry place because there was what, is, what does our president call him? That guy.
0: The yeah, the previous guy.
3: The previous guy. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people felt when the previous guy wasn't allowed to tweet, it would be the end. Well, it looks like that it, that Twitter has become more hospitable, and uh, people are using it. The advertisers, David, it's happening so fast. ConAgra, 80% of their ads online. They don't like other places. They can't reach the people. They can't reach the cord cutters, David. Right. Right. Uh, Well, all right. But then explain Facebook to me. Why? I mean, how the because, stock's not good. Yes, because,
0: well, because Facebook stock. Can... I mean, is that present an opportunity? Facebook had thirty-three uh. percent top-line growth. You've talked about their ability. I mean, whatever headwinds are coming at them, they still seem to appeal to advertisers in a very meaningful way. They do. Instagram Ad- advertisers very cheap. at this point to Europe to what you were saying uh, are are accustomed now to, adver- to advertising in this way, um, right. whether it be Twitter or the big boy here, Facebook or Alphabet. Well, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, and would this say thing it's trades a at a
3: lower multiple than Viacom. Well, David, I mean. Okay, you want to know what's wrong here? Who picks a fight with Australia? Our greatest friend. (laughs) There's only one guy in the world that could pick a fight with Australia. I mean, they were even with us with Vietnam. No. Zuckerberg attacks Australia. That's the end, David. That was it. What? Maybe Canada? That was his Gallipoli. Ooh. Hey, that was Churchill. That's Lucid. You
0: killed Lucid. I did not kill Lucid. You killed Lucid. CCIV... The deal came out. People learned that there are one point six, one point six billion shares out. And they're trying to establish a value for Lucid, a company that's not really going to have meaningful profits for quite a few years.
3: Well, how about Fisker? happened with CCID? How about Fisker with that dramatic news? The gun. Yes. yes. We should hear from Fisker any minute.
0: A lot of mad money tonight.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot
0: of minutes between now and mad money.
3: Well, look at him. This guy is whenever he got when he got service down, when he got Bill McDermott, that was it on the board. Real company. Reddit user rally reheats. Are we going to put GameStop in the right corner, like the you know?
0: Yeah, I think we have right? to again. I think we have. Maybe we'll put the ice cream with the with the frog and, on one side, and then the stock price, Carl, on the other side. Uh, by the way, some of the other ones are moving again too. Is I think let's check costs. Cost? Yeah, costs is up. Yeah, that's very. Oh yeah, important. it's doubling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AMC.
3: Adam Aaron last time took advantage of it because remember the movie theaters so far are not doing that well. Right. But if you look at Carl, Royal Caribbean, is the hottest stock in this market. Why? Because the rates are going up next year. Can you imagine? People are paying more for cruises yeah, that may not happen. I mean, happen. it was—I
2: know it was jarring because yesterday they did. A carnival, for example, did extend the pause uh, through the end of May. Uh, but NCLH, as you know, Jim, uh, wider than expected loss, but <laughs> revenue was ahead. Um, by the way, I don't know how you're going to make room tonight between Fisker and Twitter. <laughs> And NVIDIA, yeah. uh, which uh 310 crushes 281, need him today, street high 800. There's going to be a lot to unpack on N- NVIDIA.
3: I'm breaking it all for him. Jensen's going to start. I've never done this before. I thought the quarter was miraculous. Uh, th- the numbers are just extraordinary. It reminds me of Intel in the 1996 to 1998, uh, maybe nine period, when they were doing uh the 46, the fire, and then the Pentium. David, Jensen Wong, I want you to read this conference call tonight, okay? I because- will. He I is, do
0: actually. I do typically try and read them. You've called him Da Vinci in the past. He's Da Vinci. You've been a positive of, uh, on this stock for years. I named my uh, late
3: dog after Nvidia. Yes,
0: and uh, and I always look forward to this. And I'm glad you're breaking for him because I mean, listen, you got a lot of great guests tonight, but he's probably the most single most important.
3: The largest. He's going to be the largest semiconductor company in the world. He did say, David, the reason I turned to you is he's quite. He used the word confident that the arm holdings deal, which, of course, we put a hammerlock one so much. That well, they up
0: think the, it's going to ha- they're going to yes. get it through. I know. I'd be very curious to hear their thinking on that, given, I mean, maybe they know something out of the U.K. that we don't. Maybe they understand. They certainly understand the Chinese approval process, given it took them a while, but right. they did get Mellanox done. And that
3: was very valuable for the but, quarter. But,
0: Jim, I mean, you've brought it up many times. Uh, we're no stranger to the idea that it's going to be very difficult to get the arm holdings transaction approved. Well, it's game, set, match if they get the arm
3: holdings. And uh, Jensen well, was Well, typically, right
0: if something's game, set, match, that's the reason for antitrust, antitrust regulators well, to say there, no.
3: There are people against it, but Carl, I'll tell you that they actually, uh, a lot of people are confused. One of the reasons down is people are trying to figure out, are they getting hurt by, uh, by crypto, by Ethereum? Uh, they don't know how much goes to Ethereum. That's nonsense. This stock should be up very big. This stock has this situation almost every time. Where this, in 2018, it had the same crypto thing, but the stock goes down and then people say, wow, there must be something with a quarter, and then they go back and they listen to Colette Kress, who's an amazing CFO. They listen to Jensen Wong and they realize that the data center, it is theirs. Okay, the data center. They have chips that can learn. They have the machine learning chips that are artificial intelligence that are so needed. And gaming, Carl, you can't use their, you can't game without their chips because it's lifelike. I defy people to, to figure out whether it's an actor or whether it's an actual design. And remember, Jensen at heart is a painter. He's a painter. He's an architect. Yeah. he he is a sculptor he's i think he invented the first helicopter remember that in the davinci museum david You've i do there, right
0: maybe he's invented the electric helicopter maybe it's, that that's a SPAC. somebody else invented that maybe. he's got a spac no he doesn't have a spac thankfully he doesn't everybody else does us three and him We're the only four who don't have SPACs.
2: <laughs> and it's going to stay that way at least on, on our part david at least for now We'll take a break here. There's a lot to get to. We'll talk about uh, the action and yields this morning. Lots of streaming news, of course, out of Disney yesterday at that all-time high, and now Viacom. And we'll keep our eye on the action in uh, GME, Twitter, and some early movers. Don't go away. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager.
0: Welcome back. Keeping an eye on shares of uh, Viacom CBS this morning. Uh, of course, uh, that stock has been a rocket ship uh, over the last couple of months. You can see up 83 percent, something we pointed to any number of times. But yesterday, the company having a long uh, meeting to introduce its new streaming service uh, and also talk about its fourth quarter numbers. Um, but streaming is what we're focused on there. Of course, remember CBS All Access has been in the market for some time. They did give us numbers: 11 million international subs, 19 million domestically. Not quite sure what they're paying internationally, but overall, 30 million subs already there. But the target: 65 to 75 million subscribers. They're hoping by two. 2024 uh their content budget by the way last year was about 15 billion they spent a billion of that on streaming but it's going to go up a lot from here they're going to add another four billion dollars to the content budget for streaming uh, bringing that to as much as five billion it lo- would look like in 2024 not clear exactly how much of that is all about scripted content two tiers 4.99 ad supported you will get the nfl there but you won't get your local affiliate live feed hmm. 9.99 though you'll get everything uh, obviously, no ads as well. Uh, there's there's a look at uh, sort of that. And, you know, something else, uh, uh, guys, that have, have been focused on is the windowing. 30 to 45 days is what they're talking about in terms of taking a big Paramount film and putting it on Paramount Plus. So, Carl, you've been focused on this, that ever shrinking window. Um, obviously, Disney's taking stuff right off and put it I mean, putting it on Disney Plus right away. We're in a Mm -hmm. unique period of time Mm -hmm. right now. HBO, Warner did that with Wonder Woman 84. Um, But here, 30 to 45 days. But it's still, if we were to say that a year ago, it would have been shocking. Uh, Now, not so much.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting the way in which... um the optionality now increases WandaVision, as Disney was asked yesterday at TCA. Could it be a season two or could it become a theatrical project? And that becomes more of an important question as this open. Jim, I don't know if you saw Needham today. Laura Martin, who always kind of zags when others are zigging, says uh, sell Netflix to buy Viacom, that it's going to outgrow Netflix for the next three years.
3: Well, look, uh, Bob Backer said it. It's a hit machine. He knows how to develop hits. That is what drove Netflix. Uh, I do think that when you look at that stock, uh, you have to say there was some incredible, incredible misvaluation. David, there were people at the bottom yep. who thought that this company could not meet its debt obligations. How wrong was that?
0: No, that was wrong. Uh, but, as, yes, yeah, as I pointed out, nobody loved it at five times. Nope. Nobody, everybody loved it at 10 times. Uh, but you're right. Listen, they gener- generated $1.9 billion in free cash flow last year. That, however, may be a high point for the company, Jim, because uh, you've got the NFL. Uh, you've got the ex- obviously the uh, spending they're going to be doing to support this streaming service. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. we may not see that from Viacom for some time, but we're going to talk to you. So Bob Baxter is going to join us next he hour. Is. Yeah,
3: we're going to talk tell to him. him. I apologize. I, I started doubting because I couldn't I'm, take the pain. I'm going to talk to him.
0: Uh, and of course, Sherry Redstone is the chairman of this company. She started off yesterday's meeting uh, talking about the future and about her late dad. This is not your father's Viacom, and it's not my father's either. This
5: is a Viacom CBS that is being reimagined for a new kind of marketplace and a new kind of consumer.
0: I can still hear Sumner, though, on the calls. Viacom is the greatest stock in the world. I can just hear him still saying it. And uh, by the way, if he'd said it two months ago, he would have been dead right because it has been one of the greatest stocks in the
3: world, Jim, over this last couple of well, <laughs> couple it, of months. It's, this is one of the few times that you could have watched the Super Bowl and made a lot of money because remember how many Paramount Plus mm-hmm. ads there were? Yep. It, it turned out that was they were trying to tell you to buy the stock. You ice cream cone, you. <laughs> I don't know, Carl.
2: I uh, got yeah. I don't know fascinating world in streaming guys. By the way, uh, Disney today's city goes from 205 to 230. So uh, definitely a a a period in which uh, the tide is lifting lots of boats. When we come back, guys, uh, later this morning, restaurateur Danny Meyer is going to join us. uh, His Union Square Hospitality Group taking its SPAC public this morning. We'll talk about what Danny has in mind for the restaurant space and beyond later this morning. Don't go anywhere.
5: At least that's good. The UPS Store, be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details.
2: Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Lots of names to watch on the highly shorted Reddit list this morning. GameStop already up 80 percent pre-market. AMC 20 percent. Cost 85. We'll keep our eye on that and see how they trade once the opening bell rings in seven minutes. Don't go away.
0: for a
3: mad dash oh i always loved mr soft did you yeah yeah i, I was man out there i was a good humor guy that was a, why are
0: you good humor? I remember his name manny yeah manny the good humored.
3: yeah truck driver yeah oh, that's, i'm glad you brought out. that up yeah it makes even less money for people than what we've known so far <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, okay well, so we, Dave, yeah
0: Dave, what do we got dollar tree on the mad
3: dash Dave, we'll count you down the opening bell too one of the things that people have been buying when we get stimulus is they've been buying these companies where uh, th- there's been a lot of share take Dollar Tree is one of them. But this time, Bank of America is not going to go there. They are saying you've got to get rid of the stock. Why? Freight costs, wage wages going up. Traffic recovery may not be there. David, if you look at some of these stocks of the companies that did well last year, they're the opposite of what's working now. L Brands is working now. Mm-hmm. L Brands, David. But Dollar Tree, which had been the first go around when we had stimulus, oh, Look at that. And Dollar General, by the way, even better. And they downgrade that. So I say, look out. This is the beginning of what I think are people are saying. You know what? These staple stocks, they've been rolling over. Got to get out of them before well, they you roll talked over. about Home
0: Depot and Lowe's the last couple Same? of days and, and said similar things.
3: Well, Lowe's, it was a personal best situation. They're getting better. But Home Depot's quarter was amazing. And people just say, you know what? It can't get better than this. it just can't get better. And I look at these other companies, I say, look, uh, these stocks have come down and at a certain point you want to buy them. You don't want to put all your money in Macy's and L Brands and Tapestry and David PVH. You don't, you don't want to just be there and think gap stores. You know,
0: uh, it's hard to imagine you would.
3: Uh, but although, they're working.
0: As you pointed out, Simon Property Group, which is a nice play on the mall, has wor- been working lately as well.
3: David Simon is doing a remarkable job. That acquisition when he lowered the price was very, very good. Federal the Realty, even Don tablet. Wood at yep. Federal Realty didn't believe as much as I did. Right. I said, Don, your company is coming back. And he said, well, you know, I said, uh-uh. FRT, Don, with Touchless, David, they put it right in your car.
0: Yeah, they put it right in your car. One thing not working has been FANG. Right? It hasn't been working. Well,
3: uh, Alphabet's been working.
0: Yeah, Alphabet has. I, yeah. You shouldn't really say, can't say FANG. And Netflix is up a bit. Yeah. But Apple obviously is not. It's Facebook a is boy. not. It's a whipping boy. Amazon is not.
3: There's people who are so angry at me for saying that you should stick with Apple. They say it's just killing them. Really? Yeah, it's killing them. The upside down ice cream cone. Yes, know,
0: upside down. Yeah, that ice cream cone is melting
3: on them. Yeah. Meanwhile, look at this Twitter. Can you believe it? Ned Siegel just, like, going crazy. It is just, it is the stock of the day. David's it's the key to this market. All right, you heard it there, Carl. Twitter, key to this market. Not GameStop. But we want to follow games up every minute because we've got to see what happened to the guys who sold those calls. They were short the calls. Oh. And now, common came in. Wow. wow.
0: And, and by we're showing it up 85 percent, but really it's it was $42 at, uh, at this time yesterday.
2: Hmm. Guys, there's the opening bell uh, and a look at the NYSE and the Nasdaq at the big board. It's USHG Acquisition Corp. Uh, Danny Myers uh, SPAC celebrating its listing. Uh, we're going to talk to Danny uh, later on this morning, actually in a couple of minutes, at the NASDAQ. It's another SPAC, Alpha Capital Acquisition Company, uh, David. So I don't know if it's 28 today or what the, the total number is going to be. We definitely got some interesting listings and in S1s out of things like Coinbase, which is going to do a direct listing on the NASDAQ uh, uh, from the looks of this one, uh, S1, with the ticker symbol coin. Jim?
3: Yeah, look, I mean, that's going to be just too much, too exciting for people to... Uh, stay away from. I, I do want to warn people. When you get these direct listings, at the very beginning, I would not sell them because a lot of times they're just underpriced. Look at Spotify. And by the way, last quarter Spotify was really good. And the stock got hit. here uh, became a a uh, a favorite. I think Coinbase, for those of us who believe in crypto, is going to be very exciting for people. Don't forget, by the way, that Nvidia call. Jensen Wong directly just said March they're going to have cards. They do not do not sell NVIDIA because they're involved with crypto. They did talk about the idea that crypto has become a real business, David. So they accept that there's going to be for Ethereum people uh, buying cards, but it's not a reason to sell NVIDIA. That's crazy. You want to buy NVIDIA because of gaming and you want to buy NVIDIA because of data center. They own the data center. I'm sorry to other companies that think they own it. But it's uh, AMD's done a good job. Uh, Intel, David. It's a shadow of its former self.
0: You've said that many times. Uh, got a new CEO there, though. A lot of people are Pat, enthusiastic Pat about L's it. Pat, Gelsinger is very smart. It, it can be a years-long turnaround, though, given how long it takes to just move right. to, the next,
3: to the next nanometer technology. Did right? you get an answer from NXP why they're the ones that have been not be able to get the uh, chips to Ford? I,
0: I didn't because I wasn't the one asking the question.
3: You were. So did you get an answer? No. I got a shutout. You did? I didn't get an answer from Nothing. Nothing. In Not even a or why they're having a shortage. Nope. Yeah. Nothing.
0: There's a look at GameStop, which we're going to be following now. Again, where is the stock yesterday? The company like, is the company 40, issuing a statement
3: saying that there's, there's unusual activity, but we can't explain it. Or is the company once again in Grapevine, Texas? By the way, just mum. Can I have mean, explained. Like, I told you. And is, you r- is it? ice cream cone a material thing? And the SEC course, look at it?
0: Absolutely. Ryan Cohen, ice cream cone, frog emoji is material. Yeah.
3: Carl, I've never seen anything like it. Here's a Hopefully company. Hopefully he didn't share that
0: with anybody else prior to posting it. But why don't I think they a Twitter ha- post is 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 a public dissemination. But if if, if not, that's material, not public information. So you know, the company right there. Just- look at that. Oh, that's me. That's MMPI. That says that says a lot of things.
3: A lot. Oh, you, you're owned by the hedge funds to say that. Uh, game, game, that's what everyone says about everybody who doesn't agree that GameStop should go to 1000 Carl, I have to tell you, I, in all the years that I've been following companies, I don't think I've ever seen a company just simply not release a bit of news, even saying we have no, we do not know why our, comp, our stock is doing this. GameStop is, uh, I'm sure there's some lawyer there who's using non-common analysis, but it's suboptimal what? and it's ill-advised. Do we have to keep an eye on Robinhood again? Do we have to watch and make sure that they
0: have adequate capital and everything else for this volatility?
3: I don't know. You know, you you have to ask the Grand Inquisitor for that one.
0: Yeah, okay. Why can't we just ask Vlad? Why does he have to ask it for us? Why didn't
3: anyone suggest that if Vlad did not have the money, then everything would be shut down? Why isn't that the case? If they did not have the money, then why wouldn't Robinhood be shut and everyone would be hurt? At least he found a way to make it so people could do some selling. It's true. Right, David? You know, if you don't have the capital, it isn't like they say, hey, you know what? We'll talk to you Monday. It, it's not like Wimpy. It's not like, hey, I'll oh, glad no. gladly allow you to trade Tuesday for a
0: hamburger You've got to have the money. Listen, when, uh, same, in the same way that Melvin, uh, Gabe Plotkin, I mean, my understanding is that short at one point, at the worst point for Melvin, the, the hedge fund that started all this off, the lar- $16.8 billion loss in that short position. What? $16.8 billion. Are you serious? Yeah. That was the number. That's like a involved. stimulus package. Yeah. Now it came down from there. And obviously he got the money from Citadel and from uh, from 0.72, uh to keep going. Um, you know, it's still unclear exactly what the economic arrangement
3: is. Given well, what was the term sheet? Two, what are you hearing about What the term sheet look like?
0: I don't know. I mean, that, I can't get a straight answer on that. Yeah. You know, is he really working now for them? It's kind of a very highly. Hey, paid don't allowance. say that.
3: That's not. Fair. Don't but say that. Why? He's owned by you saying he's owned by well, I mean, they gave him they gave him a, they bailed him out. That right? would be David. That's, the, you know, that Goldman, the, the prime broker
0: said, you got to you got to raise money now, too. There's it. a lot of money raised around the first GameStop move. Uh, a lot between Robinhood and Melvin, six billion or more. But, yeah, that's that number is stunning, um, as is GameStop
3: right now. How are we doing GameStop? I uh, can't tell if it's halted. Uh, hold it, it again. Uh, oh, yeah, it looks good. like it's, halted. It is it's halted. so organized. GameStop, I mean, Um, SEC, member of the SEC, if there is one, um, the Masters is on SEC, right, and Tony Romo, and also a government agency. And they should call GameStop, and they should say, do you have any reason why your stock is doing this? Are there any reasons? But they they know
0: there isn't. You know there isn't. You know there's no answer to that. You're supposed to issue a statement. It's a material Say We have no no idea why our stock is doing this. Yes, they're supposed to do that, Other than an ice cream cone. Um, guys, while it's halted, let's uh, <laughs> can't get enough of that. I do want. I, I think we're going to have to get some. Are you about the, the We're going to have to get some Carvel. Are you about the auction? I'm going to talk about the auction. Thank yeah, you. Or Mr. Softy here today. At uh, would you like me to bring you one later? I'll bring you an ice cream cone.
3: I, I, I'm not eating ice cream. I'm I'm, re, I'm rehabbing. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to talk about yeah real news, real money, real money,
0: uh, which is, of course is that C-band auction. We got the results uh, late yesterday. Uh, And Verizon and AT&T went to town here to uh, help, of course, for their 5G uh, spectrum needs. They bought a lot. Verizon, by far, the biggest, $45.4 billion, about $13 million a license. Uh, AT&T stepped up for 23.4 billion. That was a bit more than people or the analysts of how the company had anticipated. Been looking for as much as 20 billion, but 23 billion, 45. So the big winner here was T-Mobile, right. which spent 9 billion, showing it really didn't need that much because it's already got a strategy in place. Um, you know, it's rolled out two and a half gigahertz. Uh, it. It's got the nationwide 5G coverage it feels it needs because of that very rich spectrum position that it also got when it acquired Sprint, Jim. And you can see the reaction here. The key one I'm watching, of course, is AT&T because of the dividend, because of just, you know, they've got the wireless business and its capital needs, CapEx, and spending $23 billion here. They've got the dividend payout. And you just wonder, can they make it all work? Uh, When I speak to every quarter to CFO John Stevens, absolutely. Uh, and points to the numbers themselves and the free cash flow numbers, but there is still people, there are still investors and others who wonder at some point: Do they have to start to think about selling a lot more than just a minority stake in Directv? Um, uh, David,
3: I'm very worried about that balance sheet at DT. Are you? Yes, I am. I'm spending too much. Carl,
2: worried. Right. All right, guys, um, we'll keep our eye obviously on yields. It's, uh got the 30-year close to 2.28 once again. Um, and we'll keep our eye on, uh, on the markets here as they open. I think we're going to Santelli first this morning. Hey, Rick. Hi, Carl. Indeed, it isn't only the
5: 10s and 30s today. I know it's been mostly the long end. Look at it December 1st of two-year note yields. And what you'll see is we haven't been at these levels. And, I, and it's crazy just going from 11 to 15. But... Basically, we haven't been at these levels since early December. But here's what's interesting. They've been so flat in the short end. Look what happens when you zoom back another year. Pretty much the whole right side of the chart goes flatline. But here's the key. The auction. The auction at two-year notes was the other day. The yield was a whisker under 12. Yesterday was five-year notes. The yield at the auction was 062 Look at those yields now, 15 and almost 70. The point is that you have to pay for this on Monday. So what do you think they're doing? They're selling the short end. Short end rates are up as much as long end rates right now. It is really something uh, unique. Now, if we look at what's going on with respect to 10s quickly, let's go to February, you can see one-year highs. But when you zoom uh, back a little bit more, what you'll notice is 150 is a big level of resistance. We're getting to those levels right now. Finally, let's look at a year-to-date of the dollar index. We're only half a cent away from testing the level from early Jan. That was the lowest close going all the way back to April of 2018. Carl, Jim, David.
0: Back to you. OK, I'll take it, Rick. Thank you, uh, Rick Santelli with the bond report. Guys, I did want to uh, quickly hit uh, to oil and gas. Of course, we've talked about it being a very strong performer lately as oil prices have moved up over these last few months. Uh, Chevron been one of the names. Um, they are making an announcement, as so many of these companies are at least trying to do. Uh, for what they're calling, what is called their Future Energy Fund. This is Future Energy Fund 2, Jim. The first one they put $100 million in. This one they're putting $300 million into. Uh, and it's not just about trying to make money. In fact, it's much more about trying to sort of um, fund technology breakthroughs that are going to be something of helpful to them as they try to reduce carbon and or even uh, eliminate carbon. Take a listen to Mike Worth.
1: Will be focused in on uh, some of the more difficult to decarbonize sectors of the economy there are a lot of innovative people out there with ideas and we like to invest in uh, companies that have new and novel uh, technologies they're trying to advance we can we can help with some of our our experts we can also serve as a test bed and, and do pilots with these
0: companies Gives you a sense as to what they're thinking, Jim. Of course, at Chevron, that's the name you've always liked. Yes. I did sit down with Mr. Worth. We had a long-running conversation for our Revolve series, which you can uh, see online at cnbc.com, talking about ESG, of course, the environment being such an important component of that, but a lot more as well with Mr. Worth.
3: I think he's real. I think he's very thoughtful. Uh, he's taught me a lot about what can happen that's good. Okay, I really do. I got to watch your interview. Thank you. Sure. Oh.
2: All right, guys, when we come back, Danny Meyer on Union Square Hospitality Group's uh, SPAC going public. Don't go away. Famed restaurateur Danny Meyer announced the creation of his own SPAC earlier this year. And today, shares of a USHG acquisition corp will begin to trade at the New York Stock Exchange. Joining us this morning is Union Square Hospitality Group CEO and creator of Shake Shack, Danny Meyer, alongside the CEO of the newly formed SPAC, Adam Sokoloff. Well, gentlemen, congratulations. Great to see you both.
1: Thank Thanks. you, Carl. Good to see you. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh,
2: Danny. Danny, let me start with you. You know, a lot of the SPACs that uh, that come to the market come with uh, names that aren't assigned a personality per se or a worldview. Uh, you could argue that you do come with one; that you've written entire books about it. How does that uh, apply to the spec that you're that you that you brought to the market?
6: Well, Carl, I'm not sure about the personality part, but the philosophy is is everything. <laughs> and when we look at the world of specs. What we saw was that there are an enormous number that are financial instruments by some really, really brilliant uh, people out there. And the other side that we saw were a huge number of SPACs that are business sector specific, alternative energy, retail, sports, entertainment, you name it. What we thought we were about and what we believe is going to be the most potent business principle of the next many, many years is not a specific business sector, but a specific cultural principle. The cultural principle, which we call enlightened hospitality, which is that the way a business treats its stakeholders and the way it makes them feel is really the biggest differentiator in addition to whatever disruptive business plan they may have.
2: Adam, that's pretty broad. Uh, so how does it apply to, to various silos uh, within dining, um, within hospitality, and I guess more broadly just within events in general, right?
1: Well, again, as Danny said, we're not industry-focused. Uh, and, you know, there's a tendency mm-hmm. for people to have thought when we first went out, you know, given Danny and USHG, that, oh, we're going to go out there and buy a restaurant. It's it's possible, but I wouldn't think that it's uh, likely that that's the, the, the deal we're going to do here. Again, we're focused on culture driven businesses, obviously looking for growth, great management teams um, with a moat around the business uh, that, have, uh, that have that have not only shown their ability to grow up till now, but sustainable long term growth. Uh, and we want to partner with uh, with companies like that that share our view or Danny's philosophy of enlightened hospitality. Uh, we think we bring A lot of resources to bear. I'm happy to talk about that, but um, we can go pretty broad here. It really doesn't matter what the industry is. It's more a function of how that business has has grown, what they're focused on, culture-driven, and again, a great business, obviously, we're looking for.
3: Uh, Danny, first, I can tell you, I miss your restaurants. I miss your hospitality. I believe that when things open again, I know people feel that it's going to be delivery. I think it's going to be hospitality because that is the secret sauce. I look at these enlightened hospitality companies and the investments. Gold Belly is something I've used ever since I had you on the show.
6: How do you determine who is really enlightened and who is a poser? Jim, do you remember back in 2010, you had me on your show, and we spoke about this very, very concept. In fact, you called me and asked me if I would create a market basket of companies across all sectors. You called it the Meyer Hospitality Index. It outperformed you, the standard and fours by, a, I think, 3X. You and you had it? me back, and we kept doing it. So this is all your idea, and, and the reason it's all your idea is that I got so frustrated through the years that I never invested in those companies that you asked me to put together. And so this time we're going to do it on our own. You're right. We have a private equity fund, which has been doing really, really well called Enlightened Hospitality Investments. And those are earlier stage investments. The Union Square Hospitality Group Acquisition Corp., the special purpose is culture. The special purpose in SPAC is culture. And we're going to apply the exact same philosophy that you asked me to do back in 2010. And it works. And we know how to do two things. We can analyze whether a company has a disruptive business model that is likely to succeed in the public marketplace. But we also have an amazing opportunity, I think, to assess the culture of that business. How does it feel to work there? How does it feel for the people who do business with it? You want a company that has attracted a tribe of people, where the people who work there say, this job is the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And the people who do business proudly want the world to know that they are customers of that brand. It could be a consumer company. It could be a tech brand. It could be a digital marketplace. But we just know that culture is the killer app today. But look,
3: I have Salesforce on tonight, and Salesforce is remarkable for customer relations management. But when I look at a specialty engagement workshop that I could take in order to be able to learn how to be uh, more like the people who are, work at your own wonderful restaurants or events and consulting, I've got to tell you, Danny, I think there are literally thousands of companies that need your help. This is not an algo. This is about how to treat people well. I know uh, you were instrumental in helping me open one of my restaurants. I cannot believe you're even offering this. You're going to offer the secret
6: sauce to others? Well, we're going to partner with a business that we believe is already doing it. We're not looking to turn around a company. We're looking to be the miracle grow for a company that's already doing it really, really well. And a company that says, I get it. I, I really believe that by virtue of becoming a public company, with the strategic help of this group, and we've got an extraordinary group of board members and advisors across many sectors, everything from AI to consumer to finance. Randy Garuti, the CEO of Shake Shack, is on our board. He's also on the board of Square. This group of people have brought companies public. This is a crucial moment for a business. I don't think I can possibly overstate that that moment that you become a public company, everything in your world changes. And the group of people that are part of our SPAC understand exactly how to help another company do that. And this is what we want to do, Jim. I, I can't say it enough. We believe this is the future of business. We believe we are in the hospitality economy right now. Hospitality as a business principle, as opposed to hospitality the old-fashioned way, which simply means food, beverage, and lodging.
3: Yeah, I, I would just wait, add, wait,
0: Adam, Adam um, can I ask a question, actually, please? Sure. Um, You know, I'm listening to the two of you, and I'm a little surprised. I mean, um, you've got the partner here, the greatest restaurateur of his generation, uh, uh, who knows hospitality inside and out, has relationships across the board, one would expect, with everybody who is admired and respected uh, and is the name behind your SPAC. And you're talking about, what, potentially buying a software company and changing its culture? I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you guys are telling us.
1: We're not, talking, we're not talking about changing culture. We're, we're talking about finding a company. Listen, it could be a software company. It could be a restaurant company. It could be a consumer-branded company or a service. We're looking for companies that share that view, that have that kind of culture. Maybe they aspire to do it better, but we're not looking to change their culture. We're looking to partner with a company that is a lot like ushg um, and 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 maybe they do what they do something better than everybody else in their industry just like danny and the ushg folks do things better in the restaurant industry and if we can find a company like that and again the resources that we're bringing this, this is the team you look at our board you look at our advisory council um, we've got the backing of leonard green and partners on the private equity side as well This is the A-team. We're looking to partner with an A-Team company. Culture-driven. Industry is not the only thing that matters here.
2: Hmm. Hey Danny, finally, just a comment on SPACs as a tool. You know, yesterday Charlie Munger said at this conference he thought the world would be better off without SPACs. Think it's a crazy speculation and enterprises not even found or picked out yet. He called it an irritating bubble. Um, What does the SPAC world uh, think when they hear that from a guy like Munger?
6: Well, I had a great conversation with Charlie Munger two weeks ago. He was eating a big piece of chocolate cake, and he told me how much he likes Shake Shack, (laughs) which I thought was the biggest compliment in the world for a guy who owns Dairy Queen. But um, listen... The SPAC world is absolutely on fire right now, and fires tend to to be put out over some period of time. And I think the reason people are asking that question, which is a fair question, is that it's a very special company that is actually ready to become a public company. And if the number of SPACs exceeds the number of bona fide businesses that are ready to be public, he's potentially right. That said... When we got into the hamburger business, it's not like there weren't a whole lot of hamburger businesses out there. When we opened Myalino, it's not like there weren't a whole lot of Italian restaurants out there. <laughs> so I'm a big believer that that cream can rise to the top, and we're going to look for the kind of business that has risen to the top and that wants that extra boost, and also I think the speed to market that a SPAC can provide uh, for a potential IPO.
2: Danny, Adam, uh, congratulations, guys, and really appreciate you coming on uh, to talk about it. We'll be looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: We'll take a break here. Uh, Some mild losses, three halts so far on GME. Don't go away. Jim, just to recap the amazing show you have tonight.
3: Yeah, 15 years, I've never had anything like this. I've got NVIDIA, I have Fisker, I've got Twitter, I have Airbnb, and I have Salesforce. And I cannot wait. Thank you, Regina Gilgan, for setting up the night of stars is what I'm calling it. We're going to have it.
2: <laughs> All right, Jim, you're not going anywhere. You're going to no. stay with us because we also have the CEOs of Viacom, CBS, J.M. Smucker, and Booking Holdings. When we're back in a minute.
0: You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
5: Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn
1: right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.